Hi everyone, my name is Michaela, and this is the My Vinyasa Practice Podcast, Heartfelt Consciousness, where we spotlight stories from our community to uplift the collective consciousness. Thank you for being here and enjoy the episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to the My Vinyasa Practice Podcast, Heartfelt Consciousness. My name is Michaela. Today I have with me Sabria. Sabria, I'm so happy to have you with me today. Um, She's here to talk to us a little bit about astrology and personal practice. And Sabria is part of our community here at My Vinyasa Practice, and she reached out. And I'm super stoked to learn a little bit more about astrology, about how you bring it Mm -hmm. into your practice. Um, So let's start with how are you this morning? I'm good. I'm here. I'm happy. It's a Monday, a moon day. So, you know, as we were talking about, I'm just easing on into this week. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. Um, Tell us a little bit about you, how you got into yoga, how you got into astrology and when Mm -hmm. you decided to like marry the two. (laughs) Yeah, I know it was almost um, organic the way that it happened. Um, A little bit about me. I'm originally from the East Coast, um, but I live in NorCal now and I'm going to school up here. I just graduated in May with my bachelor's in journalism, um, and I'm actually getting my teaching credential in English right now, and before that, I had been coaching dance for a while, and I had been dancing, and then I took a little bit of a break from teaching dance and coaching and directing just so that I could focus and streamline school and during that time um, I had kind of peeled away from from my dance teams and then the pandemic hit and then my vinyasa practice did uh, their scholarship for uh, people of color to get their yoga certificate and when I saw that I jumped on that opportunity because I was like well I'm not doing anything I'm home and I'm not teaching, this would be a great way for me to at least start to like ease into teaching back online, you know, if, if that's the case, which is what I've been doing over the last couple of years since, um, since I received my MVP certificate. And so, um, yeah, that's how I kind of found the way from like teaching dance into yoga. They both are pretty similar. <laughs> um, I found, you know, I would I would be warming up with my dancers and then I would go to a yoga class and I'd be like, oh, I do these same moves and stretches <laughs> when I'm warming up for dance. And so it was really natural for me to ease into yoga um, and super grateful for MVP, you know, just having that scholarship towards the beginning um, of what was that summer 2020 um, so that I was able to continue to bring movement to the communities that I'm in um, because I feel like it's an it's still an art it's a practice and it's something that can sometimes be forgotten even though like our bodies are instruments as well so it's been really really great to be able to like host yoga workshops and bring it to people who feel a little bit intimidated by yoga um as far as astrology (laughs) I would say as far back as one of my one of my friends that I have from elementary school (laughs) well yes I have like two friends still from elementary school (laughs) and um she'll tell me how (laughs) I used to cut out 
clippings of my horoscope and all of my friends' horoscopes <laughs> and bring it to school <laughs> and like show them and be like, so you're an Aries and this is what this means. And I'm a Capricorn. And so I'm a goat and you're a ram. And like, <laughs> and so I guess I've just always had an affinity for it since I was little. Um, and my journalistic tendencies, you know, turn that lens into researching about it, studying and just realizing that it's, it's ever evolving. And really for me, I think astrology is very personal, but for me, again, personally, um, I kind of see it as a guide, you know, some people may think like, oh, is that even real or this and that, but, um, you know, perception is reality. And if it's in front of you, then chances are it may be real. <laughs> um, and even though like these aren't super tangible things that are happening, um, like that we can see in front of us all the time, uh, I've just always been very moved by the planets. And so I, I do use what planetary alignments are happening to kind of guide me. And so I married the two like I said, really organically, um, because if anybody is listening is an astrology buff, I'm, I'm a Capricorn sun and I like consistency. And so um, I crave it. I'm, I think most people do, but you know, what is more consistent than the sun rising every day and, and, the, and the sun coming down, what's more consistent than the, the seasons that we have, um, I practice tropical astrology, which is Western astrology. You know, I was born in, in America and I live here and I practice more of a Western tropical astrology, but there is sidereal astrology and other aspects of it. Um, and the only difference between that is that you're looking at the same wheel, but two different maps and the side real astrology map is kind of tilted about 20 degrees differently um so it's all the same signs except adding another one and all of this but I go by tropical astrology so for instance we're in Leo season right now and um I'm able to kind of add a little bit of the elements of Leo into my practice so I'll do things like lion's breath or I'll you know do sun salutations first thing in the morning because Leo represents the Leo represents lions. They also represent the sun. And so I can pull in that, that symbolism into my practice. I had no idea that there were two different like schools, I guess, is what you could kind of call it. Um, yeah. And I'm so intrigued that it's like just a little tilt of the same wheel. That is so interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and so many people no tropical astrology and then so many people know sidereal but I would say you know sidereal does get into a little bit more of a spiritual practice um and and for me tropical astrology is kind of said in layman's terms but there are times where you know I'm following a sidereal uh, astrologist um that I really like somebody if anybody's interested is Luna Giselle they're on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, they post a lot about it and help and help like break it down for me, the sidereal. But sometimes they'll post things and it'll make sense to what my sign is because in sidereal astrology, I'm a Sagittarius. 
but then I'll read something about Capricorn and I'm like, oh, they both feel the same. I'm, I'm really vibing with both of these. And it's nice because, you know, there's no, there's no right or wrong. It, you can kind of pull from everything. And again, it's, it's a tool um, and it's a guide and it's just, you can use either of it to, to really make it work for you. That's really cool. I, I'm very intrigued and I now want to know if my sign is different, which it probably is. I'm assuming it is. Um, and, and <laughs> Sidereal, I, I, yeah. Yeah. It's, com- it's, it? it's very confusing. It's sidereal. It's spelled okay. side. It's spelled like side real, but you pronounce it sidereal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the more, you know, the more, you know, yes. um, okay. So we're in Leo season. Love that. I am a Leo rising. Oh, perfect. Yes. I yes. don't know very much other than my signs. I'll be <laughs> honest with you. Okay. Um, but I think that that's really cool. So you, you incorporate things like lion's breath and you do things like sun salutations to like build heat, build warmth mm-hmm. and get going. Um, mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about Leo season? Yeah, about Leo season specifically. So so when we're going into Leo season, we're all kind of forced to face our confidence, our charisma, um, definitely, because Leo is the performer of the Zodiac. They're the lion and they're the, they're the, they're the performing charismatic lion of the Zodiac um, and, and tarot. They're also represented by the sun. So they're in your face. You can't miss them. Um, and, and it doesn't always have to be, you know, literal. It could even, it could be very subtle things. And so you're a Leo rising, for instance. So maybe in Leo season, you may notice that you're, um maybe you're called to like step up to leadership a little bit more than usual and and little things like that so like things that happen during leo season as somebody who may have it in you're a a leo rising that's your big three um as somebody who may have that in their in their chart yeah you're, you're going to people may be a little bit more attracted to you in the sense of like just your energy is kind of like it's emanating off of you like you're buzzing with the season I would say that's kind of how it is for anybody who has things who has a sign in their chart um that is really prevalent in their chart and then we happen to be in that season you know you'll it's a great season for you to to move forward with anything so rising signs also are are that's what the um that's how the world sees us so if anybody wants to know how to look at your birth chart you will need your precise time location and date that you were born it is a privilege to know those things my mom is from my family is from afghanistan and they don't have birth certificates (laughs) so i have some family that does not know when their birthday is and um and so i understand and recognize that it's a it's a privilege to have that um if you don't know you can get as close as possible and just you know pick 12 a.m as the time but you have a whole birth chart that has the entire zodiac wheel in there and you have your sun sign your rising sign and your moon sign those are the ones that everybody knows the most and um so a little bit about leo season (laughs) a little bit about leo season so um one of the big things about astrology is symbolism um the if we're thinking about the 
zodiac. We're thinking about 12 zodiac signs in a wheel that make up the constellations in the sky. And, um, and so Leo is one of those one of those zodiacs that we happen upon in the astrological year, astrological season. So right now we happen to be in Leo season. So this is when Leos were born, um, Leo suns were born. That means that the constellation of Leo was in the sign, it was in the sun at the time that Leos were born. And so in a sense, all of that Leo energy is kind of imprinted, uh, for lack of a better term, onto people who were born at that, uh, who were born at that time. And so when you're a Leo, uh, especially a Leo sun, or if you have a lot of Leo in your chart, or if you're Leo rising like you are, Michaela, then um, during Leo season, you're really going to feel the magnetism of Leos. Leos are confident, they're charismatic, um, they're represented by the lion and um, in tarot, they're also represented by the sun. So when you think about those things, you know, you think about lions, they're heads of the pack, they're leaders. Um, the sun is bright, it's in your face. <clears throat> the colors as well. Leo is represented by usually yellow, um, which represents the solar plexus, uh, if you're familiar with chakras. And so that also um, has, the solar plexus is a lot of your confidence as well. So when you, what's really great about astrology that I love about it, you know, just as, as I'm saying this stuff out loud is I love to be able to pull in everything that I know, you know, you just pull in all this knowledge that you already know and then you incorporate it into your daily practice to because for me yoga is about being intentional and this is just a way to help me be a little bit more intentional so I may wear a little bit more yellows and oranges during Leo season just to bring forth that Leo energy I got chills <laughs> listening to you draw all those parallels that is it's so really neat. cool <laughs> yes my favorite thing is to see how different belief systems are similar mm -hmm. and that is so cool I love that thank you for sharing that with me first of all um I might also put on some orange today right now that I'm thinking about <laughs> it some yellow um that is so cool okay so I also want to go back because I had never thought about it that way you're right it's 100% a privilege to know your birthday mm -hmm. absolutely mm -hmm. um and in fact, I don't think when we did my husband's chart, I don't think we knew when he was born either because he has a, an international, a foreign birth certificate that didn't list the time. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we, we did the 12 o'clock because that's what the website said. But um, <laughs> it's a very interesting point to, to have made. Um, so I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, I have so many questions. I feel like I want to ask you about all the things because <laughs> this is so amazing. Astrology is so cool to me. I love it. <laughs> I love it because really you're, you're inferring knowledge that's already within you. You know, we all have this within us, I feel. And so, you know, like I said, I was six years old bringing out clippings to my friends like what where was that coming from <laughs> you know so you're really pulling a lot of knowledge that you already have within yourself and again it is within you it's your chart it's in it and it's very personal and so it's great to be able to bring your spirituality your religion your your education 
um, into your practice, I feel. And I, I think you're highlighting the, one of my, what, what I think is the most important things about yoga is, or about anything is applying it to yourself because mm-hmm. you can learn about something and you could know about something, but if you don't apply it to yourself, then there's that lack of understanding. Yeah. Say it again for the people in the back. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that that's so important, especially as we're trying to like teach people things Mm -hmm. and help Mm -hmm. and hold space for people to grow. Like, Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Because, you know, you can learn and you can learn, but that practical application can is that practical application takes time. And so when you have a way to, uh, like you said, apply it to yourself in a way that makes sense to you and is fun for you and and gets you excited and, and, and makes you want to move and makes you passionate, then, then do it. And for me, marrying astrology and yoga together just always made so much sense. You know, in the zodiac wheel, also each each zodiac represents a part of the body as well. So Capricorns represent the skeleton, the teeth, Aries represent the head, um leos represent i wrote it down leos represent um it, oh it was the shins the calves no the spine the back and the heart that's what leos represent is a spine the back and the heart and then aquarius there they represent the shin the calves the ankles so all of us rep or all the taurus represents throat so um you know sometimes i think of also and here we'll apply art to astrology you know the vitruvian man by da vinci sometimes when i think of the vitruvian man i also like juxtapose in my head a zodiac wheel over it because the zodiac wheel makes up all parts of the body and the Vitruvian man is kind of like this geometric sciencey art thing and that just helps me you know think about myself as how I'm 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 made up of all parts of the zodiac the zodiac represents all parts of me and so then when I go into my practice and for instance today's a, a um, today's flow that I'm going to be teaching is a is a full moon a full moon in Aquarius and Leo season flow. So I'm really because Leo represents the spine, the back, the heart. I'm going to be doing a lot of chest openers, a lot of heart openers. Um, some I'm going to be on the ground low, doing some nice um, twists, and then same with um, it being Aquarius season which it represents the shin, the calves, the ankles. Metaphysically, Aquarius is all about forward movement, forward thinking, but we're also going to be incorporating, you know, some straddles and some stretches in there to really, to really help with the lower part of the body. So that way I can literally take what part of the zodiac the it represents in the body and apply that literally to my practice and that to me is such a beautiful way of being intentional being consistent and really bringing together the mind body spirit um like intention that we like to bring forward with yoga I feel like you know you've got the mind with the meditation you've got the body with the movement but for me adding this uh uh, astrological astrological effect um, adds that spirit to my practice. Beautiful. That's a beautifully put. Um, I also really appreciate that sounds very holistic in approach that Mm. I have all, 
I have a little bit of it all inside of me. So we might look at them individually and we might have our major three, but we were born in this universe with all of these planets. So we have a little bit of all of them. Mm -hmm. Um, It also makes me feel like I can't, because I have this thing where once I know I'm something, I like really buy into it. Right. And I tend to like Mm. start putting myself into boxes like, oh, I'm a Pitta Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm a Gemini, which, Mm -hmm. you know, Geminis get a lot of a lot of flack so that one's like my big one like which I'm a Gemini. they shouldn't which they shouldn't because gemini's uh, one thing i'll always say sorry to interject but one thing i'll always say about gemini's is gemini's are going to be some of your favorite rappers and musicians if anybody wants to look that up please do and i mean you're hosting a podcast gemini is all about communication and um you're you're literally stepping into what your zodiac calls for which is communication um in different realms so you i i love my gemini's (laughs) don't let anybody tell you otherwise (laughs) (laughs) thank you i appreciate that um lizzo says something good about gemini's too in her most recent album and so i just keep like leaning into that i'm like yes um that's great (laughs) but that takes me away from those things yeah yes it takes me away from like being able to be like okay yes I do encompass these other pieces of these other signs too kind of takes me out of that like I don't have to buy into other people's perceptions of what I my major three are right I can step back yeah and thank you for saying that because you know I've never been one for quote-unquote labels um you know which is funny because I love astrology but I think because I always astrology you know it's it's a wheel again it's a wheel so I've always just seen it as this kind of spectrum and I and I learned very quickly that I don't just have my sun sign I have my sun my moon my rising my mars my mercury I have all of the planets in my chart and some more than others like I will even argue with people about how they're not cusps <laughs> and and please I you know give me more information if if you want to tell me how you definitely are a cusp but if that's the case then we all are cusps because it's a wheel and we all have parts of the zodiac in our sign but you're not a cusp to me because the sun was in that sign when you were born so the sun was in Capricorn when I was born. So I know that I'm a Capricorn, but I also know that um, after Capricorn comes Aquarius. So am I going to have some of those Aquarius qualities, especially if I'm born a little bit closer to Aquarius season? Of course. That's why when people are like, well, I read my horoscope and it says this and that. I mean, you know, horoscopes and astrology are two different things as well. Like horoscopes are a person interpreting the vibrations of the day and explaining it to you in layman's terms um, at face value but astrology is really the study (laughs) of the stars and the planets and digging into the the planetary alignment Um, but we all you know it's it's like it's like your sexuality as well some people don't I they don't want to be pigeonholed into into a label either and so and so it's the same, you know, you can, you can really take, you can have what's already within you. And then you can take a little bit from anything that you like and just use the best parts. Why not? 
Yes. I love that so much. And that's reminding me of a, I just learned about a creation story. Um, man, I, I wish I remembered the tribe. I should have written it down. So if I had known I was going to talk about it here, um, but their creation story talks about man and woman coming from a tree, a mm. tree that was split, but how there was a little bit left of man and woman. And so they took those two parts and made two spirit, which is their non-binary, yes. um, non-gender conforming, like identity. And mm-hmm. I was just, that, mm-hmm. that's kind of what that's making me think of. Like you, you've got a little bit of both. A little bit of it all, all 12, yeah. which is mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. That's 12. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> but there's so many of us, so they got to, you know, separate it somehow. And it, there's so <laughs> many planets, it makes sense. I mean. Yeah. And, you know, each each planet of the week as well. Sorry, each planet, each day of the week is also represented by a planet. Yes. So, <laughs> So that's why you can also dig even deeper into it if you want to go off of your like into a you can go by the seasons by the week by the day even every hour there's planetary hours and so um I was born on a Wednesday um which is represented by Mercury um which also is um that's Mercury rules your sun sign Gemini which is um communication as well and so like for instance if I'm having a week where I'm not able to like really move around but Wednesday comes up then you know what I know like I know Wednesday for sure I I'm going to hit the mat today even though I maybe didn't the last few days but I'm going to hit the mat today because Wednesday is my born day and that's a day for me to be able to be consistent and intentional with my practice that's an extra potent day for me to add a little bit of consistency and intention to my practice so even even just using the planets for the day of the week or the day or the day of the week that you were born is really is a really powerful tool as well that's awesome I can't remember if it was if I was born on a Tuesday or Thursday Mm -hmm. it was one or the other well Tuesday is Mars Thursday is Jupiter so if you remember let me know (laughs) I will I will I'm after having this conversation I'm definitely going to go back and look at all of all of the parts of my chart because I've only really paid attention to um, the top three. And then I had a therapist who told me that I had a one of my planets in Taurus and we were talking about a problem that I was experiencing. And she was like, you know, I'm going to bring this up and you don't have to buy into it at all, but you do have this mm-hmm. planet in Taurus. And so I'm wondering if we're oh. noticing a little bit of that. And I was like, interesting. I have no idea. Interesting. I have yeah. that who has like brought up astrology to me before and you know I did I was working on a story and interviewed a bunch of astrologers and a bunch of um astrology app makers as well and one of the astrologers was telling me that there are therapists who go into their practice specifically for like astrology therapy there's so many different branches of how you can use you know like Beyonce has an astrologer for telling her when to put out her albums I mean that's like that's just something I've heard (laughs) but I believe it you know stars Beyonce all these um all of these celebrities they have astrologers as well to help them with making decisions Uh, a lot of big prominent people do I mean even um Washington DC our capital was designed by a black astrologer Benjamin um, Benneker. He was um, a Black architect 
and um a lot of when you look him up he used astrology to help design um the capital i want to confirm because it is early and i just want to make sure i'm not crossing wires that is so cool though but i'm pretty sure i i was born in in dc so oh cool like i just have a lot of dc knowledge and (laughs) (laughs) random facts Um, yeah but yeah so benjamin benneker he was a mathematician astronomer and an almanac author he actually made um he actually created like a very uh an almanac that people still use but he did help design our capital and i he used astrology astronomy to help him design it I love that you bring that up because when I talk to people about astrology who don't necessarily buy into astrology, that's something that I talk about. Like mm-hmm. they talk about it in the almanac. <laughs> that does that not like matter to you? Like we used to run our whole country based on the almanac. Like <laughs> how can you not? And yet you still want to abide by the constitution, but you don't care much for the almanac. Exactly. It's this cognitive dissonance that we're, that we've been learning about and talking about, but you know, that, that stuff, some people call it woo woo or whatever, you know, when things aren't tangible and you can't hold them and feel them and smell them and taste them in front of you, it's really hard to believe. And it's really hard to buy into it. And I guess in a sense, you have to have a lot of faith, you know? you have to have a lot of faith in things that you, that you can't really see, but you can only feel. And um, I guess I'm just one of those people who has faith in the planetary alignments because it hasn't steered me wrong so far. You know, I, I, I believe very wholeheartedly that in my reality, <laughs> astrology is real. I mean, I'm made up of how much percent of water and, you know, the moon controls earth's tides and so for me, if that is, if that's the case, then I know the moon's got a little something to do <laughs> with maybe how I may be reacting to something that day. That's in my back pocket too. I'm like, yes. look, the moon is strong enough to change the tides, like, but it doesn't influence you. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Um, <laughs> Yes, I love that so much. And I I mean, when you think about it, there's so much electrical, like things happening in our body that we don't, that thoughts are literally electrical impulses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it, yes. I know. It's, it's, it's like, we're, we're really just a bunch of, a bunch of, you know, atoms buzzing around in a, in a meat suit, like... <laughs> if we really want to get existential with it you know that's why sometimes it's I love to deal with the absurdity of things and the silliness of things because that's true like we really are just a bunch of atoms in a meat suit on a floating rock with a moon and a sun that are keeping us uh intact (laughs) like that's really what's happening right now so yeah if I do want to uh believe in something I'm going to believe in that thing that rises and sets every day without fail for me. (laughs) Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. I feel like we've covered so much and I I want (laughs) to ask you more questions. Um, We can always do a part two. (laughs) Yes. We might need to. Um, Yes. Because you talked a little bit about also incorporating like 
the moon cycle specifically mm-hmm. and how you can use astrology and the moon cycle, which I guess fits into astrology, into your personal practice. Like, I'm seeing this level of complexity that I've never really noticed. Mm, mm. Yeah, and I think, hmm, I I didn't realize. <laughs> I guess I didn't see it as being um so complex, but I I can see how it can be a lot of layers for sure, and but in a and, good way. In a good way. Okay, good, good. Yeah, I think I think using the moon cycles, you know, especially like in the 21st century social media age we have where every almost everybody has a TikTok or an Instagram or a YouTube and and really, you know, in the last 10 years or so astrology has become such a buzzword and a pop culture topic and so there's so much information out like now people will know when mercury is in retrograde um and now people will know like oh the moon is is full um they may not know what sign it's in but they'll know when the moon is full and so those things um you know you can you can just incorporate into your practice and so specifically with like adding the moon into our practice um that that does get complex because there is more than just the full and the new moon. You have the waning, the waxing, the gibbous, you have super moons, which this is like our, uh, this full moon coming up is a super moon, which doesn't mean much except it's just very close. And so we're going to really feel those energies. And so there are things that you can do, you know, you can on a full moon, full moon specifically. And so we'll break it down. So it's very easy. And you, you know, when we see the full moon in the sky, that's when it's big and it's bright and it's, it's, it's there, we can see it. And full moons are all about releasing, always releasing, releasing, releasing. You can imagine that for for 20, what is it, 29 and a half days, that the moon is going through its cycle, it's getting bigger, and it's building, building, building up all of this energy. And so during that full moon, um, and I like to, again, we're talking about things in a spectrum. So I like to, and I like to ease on into things. And so whenever there's an alignment, I like to use the three days before and the three days after to build my practice around that because the energy is all there. The energy three days before is leading up into it and the energy three days after is kind of is kind of um, fizzling out. And so during this full moon in Aquarius, this whole week, I'm really releasing. My journal prompts in the morning are about things I need to let go. Um, my practice is a lot of child's pose, just head on the mat, you know, really letting it all go onto the mat. Um, I'm, I'm picking my battles. I'm, I'm just really letting go and releasing of things physically, mentally, emotionally, so that when that new moon comes, new moons, you know, you see that little sliver in the sky, that is now all that energy building back up. And new moons are a great time for creating and manifesting. And so maybe during your, maybe during my new moon practice, I'm really, um, I'm doing a, a nice visual guided meditation where I'm able to, to visualize in my mind's eye to help me manifest during that new moon. And so those are ways that you can kind of take the complexity out of it a little bit and, and apply the moon cycle to yourself literally and practically. That kind of led me, I feel like, into my next question of how can, you know, myself and the listeners start to incorporate these kinds of mindful, intentional practices 
and yeah. you answered it slowly, <laughs> slowly. Cause I, I, I told you, I lean in, I lean in hard and I'm like, I see all of these pieces. I see yeah. that I can look at this and I can look at this and I can look at this. Start slow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always, always. Um, and that's, what's so great about like maybe building a practice around an entire season, because then you have a whole month to kind of figure out, you know, say if you're just getting into yoga and this is Leo season and you're listening to this podcast and I'm talking about sun salutations. Amazing. Go onto my vinyasa practice YouTube and look up um, any of the flows or, or however you want to go about it and look up how to do a sun salutation. And then for that whole season, maybe your flow is just practicing sun salutations and getting and getting um, figuring out a sun salutation, that mantra that works for you and figuring out if you like to do it in the mornings or if you would rather do your flow at night. And then by the end of Leo season, you have a sun salutation that feels good to you and is ritualistic or a routine to you and works for you. Um, so that that's a way that you could use the seasons to to bring to bring that in. And if, if you want to use the moon, then again, you have a new moon and a full moon every month and they always come around. You can easily look up what sign the moon is going to be in and then from there you can start to build your practice by inferring what you already know about that sign um, based off of some of what we talked about for instance like if there's um, uh, going to be a moon in in Aries and we know that the Aries represents the head then I'm probably going to do a really calming guided meditation I'm really going to focus on my neck during that that practice um and so those are just ways to really break it down simply for yourself and I feel like thank you for that and I feel like it's you keep stressing the try it and find what works for you yes because it's not like a prescription and I feel like that's when people start to get skeptical like you said when you look at the horoscopes and it's like buy yourself an iced coffee and don't drive on the highway or something like that. You know what I mean? Because um, it can get like that. Some people can yes. take it. That and... is not far off. <laughs> you should so I... your horoscope right here. <laughs> Don't tempt me. I might start a comedy Twitter. I'm doing like horoscopes. I will follow it. <laughs> but I, I really appreciate that. That like try it. If it doesn't work for you, leave it. It really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something I feel like we learn in yoga, you know, leave it on the mat. Leave try it out. And if it's not for you, leave it on the mat. You know, I always wanna I'll try everything once, you know. I and I'll always attempt to do something. And if it doesn't work for me, doesn't feel good in my body, <laughs> I won't do it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Um, we are nearing our the end of our time together, my friend. Aww, it's been I know. So fun. It has been so fun. We'll, we'll have to have you back for sure um, because I, I want to talk more about like the signs and things like that. So we'll have to schedule um, another another meeting so we can talk a little more in-depth astrology. Yeah. You don't know the, the bear you've just awoken. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm Bring ready. Me. I'm ready. I'm going to have to do some more research. I'm excited. Yes. It's going to be fun. Yes. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you would like to share before we part ways, thoughts, feelings? 
Um, thank you for having me. I love my vinyasa practice. I'm so grateful for being a part of this community. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. My yoga page is at Mama Moon Yoga on Instagram. If you click through the links, I also have some podcasts about astrology, um, some affirmation podcasts, um, some writing about astrology as well. So I'm always writing, always creating content around astrology and yoga. Um, so you can just find me on Mama Moon Yoga and I'm there. For the listeners, I will link that in the description so you can just go and click on it and find it, um, make it nice and easy for you. Otherwise... Thank you again so much for your wisdom, for your time, your space, your energy, um, for being willing to teach me and the listeners things. Uh, It's been so fun. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Bye, everybody. Have a great rest of your day.